0: We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Saturday, November 15th. It's unusual we record on a Saturday, but this is what the schedule called for. It was the best (laughs) we could do. So I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here in Santa Monica. Our sister Sheila is going to be joining us momentarily. Not her fault. Connectivity issues on my end, but she's going to be with us. But Julie Dolan, you are here from Dallas, Texas already. Welcome to the show. Liz, I'm happy to be with you. I think we had a good crew this week, and I think we have lots of fun things to talk about. We do. Coming up, Sheila even posted on Facebook last night that she had a major star sighting in Pasadena. She refused to tell us on Facebook who it was. She refused to tell us earlier today who it is. So as soon as she joins us, I think we're going to hear who that was. It was quite a teaser on Facebook. Good for her. I I thought
2: it was the best
0: tease yet, Liz. (laughs) I mean, really, she was forward promoted the show really, really well. I can't wait to hear. No, but I understand that you have not one, not two, not three, but
2: four trends you want to talk about today. Four big trends, Liz. Liz, I know you're at the heart of marketing there. You know a lot but I've got four trends and I just want to test it out on the two of you um uh, and I'm uh, one trend I know our sister, Sheila, is the poster child for this new trend. Oh. Okay. Can you believe that? Well, okay. she is. We wait till you hear.
0: All right. Sheila also wants to look into the introverts movement. So we'll see <laughs> if any of, the, of us are getting on board with that. And we have some nagging domestic issues to review, but not, not issues about nagging, actually domestic issues that are nagging at us. Uh,
2: so there you go. But Liz, I understand you're traveling this week, right? You're in fact you're coming through Dallas, Texas, right? Tomorrow I will be changing planes in your fair city. So
0: uh, should anything go wrong, you will hear me at your front door, Julie. I, I
2: don't want to I don't wanna like burst your bubble <laughs> or get you in a down mood. But you might want to pack your snow boots if you're coming to Dallas, because we're having snow, Liz. There's no. precipitation. Precipitation is happening right now. And uh, they expect some kind of snow uh, thing, not an event, but a thing tomorrow. So, uh, you know, that's just going to shut down DFW. Oh, that would be bad
0: because I really wasn't planning on leaving the airport at all. That's the idea is to just. Get off one plane and get on to the next one. But uh, thanks for the warning. I did, I did, though, get ready for my long trip and uh, downloaded a couple of new books from Audible. You know how I love uh, Audible. And uh, we have a special deal now at Audible, which I'll remind you of in a second. But I start to think about it. I have this super long trip this week. And, but, you
2: know, I've launched Operation Sea Turtle, my fitness program. Yes, Liz. Yes. I know you're trying to get ready for your big um, holiday trip yes. where you're going to the uh, the Galapagos Islands, right? That's correct. So I thought, well, maybe Operation Sea Turtle should also include
0: some reading in preparation for the trip to the Galapagos. That's so, big, big thinking, Liz. Yes, yes. So yesterday at Audible, I downloaded two books. One is just called The Galapagos. That seemed like a good way to start, right? Just kind of a, you know, a history of the Galapagos uh, and uh, just the, the basics, a primer, right. The other one I went for is The Voyage of the Beagle. So that was Charles Darwin's original book about his journeys in that part of the world and particularly the Galapagos. So published in 1839, and I know this is a riskier choice because it's
2: also like 800 hours long. <laughs> but, but, but Liz, you know, many people quote Charles Darwin, but I don't know that many people who have actually read Charles Darwin. So no. I'm impressed, Liz. And if, anyone, if any of the sisters were, uh, are going to do it, you're the one, Liz. Well... Uh, Here's what I read, Julie. It's just the
0: blurb about the book and the thing that jumped out to me. Well, two things. Uh, The beagle was actually the captain of the beagle was Captain Robert Fitzroy, RN, which I believe stands for Royal Navy, not registered nurse. So Captain Fitzroy was only 26 years old. So that's so, so crazy to me. But then in the next sentence... Charles Darwin who was recruited by Captain Fitzroy to go on this boat basically to like be his buddy because they had a lot of problems with captains getting really lonely so Charles Darwin was supposed to be his right-hand man Darwin at the time was only 22 years old Julie oh
2: my god
0: isn't that crazy it is. Well, they're young men, yes. adventurers. Yes. I know. Young you. adventurers. Yes. So anyway, uh, so that's what I downloaded this week at Audible. But if you would like a free audiobook, uh, and you're not yet a member of Audible, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters, right? There's a special deal that Audible is making available to our listeners. So audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters you get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial so you can try any of these don't download the the beagle before i give you a review next week you know (laughs) because the voyage of a beagle is a commitment start with something much more fun uh but anyway i love these audiobooks when i'm not listening to my favorite podcast uh which would pretty much be satellite sisters i'm listening to audiobooks so um so check that out and i will give you my review Uh, but anyway It is a week of adventuring, Julie. Wouldn't you say the number one story in the news was about adventure? About a voyage, Liz. I I mean, a spectacular voyage, correct? Spectacular voyage. Well, let's say it's only 311 million miles from here. Uh, Obviously, we're talking about the, uh, the Philly lander, the spacecraft that took this little lander out, like, beyond my imagination, that's for sure. 311 miles took a million miles, took 10 years to get there. This is the lander that landed on a comet.
2: I know. It it's just cheap. so unbelievable to me. A speeding comet. Why didn't they pick a planet? That seems like an easier target to me. Again, not that I know anything. But, I mean, that's what's so uh, fantastic about this accomplishment by the European Space Organization that they landed on a speeding comet.
0: Yeah, the fact that they could even get there is pretty impressive, right? Yes. You know, because that took 10 years, and it had to slingshot around the the earth a couple of times, and, you know, because it can't take a lot of power with it, so it has to use gravity to do all these things, so they get it out there. Then I was watching the live stream the other night. Of Of course you were. (laughs) Well, just because we have a special on this on the National Geographic Channel, so I've been sort of building up to this for a while. Uh, I knew all about it. So the the live stream, L.A. time, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. You were in the control room at the European Space Agency, and they're waiting, waiting, waiting to see if the lander has separated from the spacecraft. And, oh, yes, oh, and then they got the, cheer, the cheering that they knew that worked. And then they're waiting, waiting, waiting. This is more like 8 o'clock in the morning now, L.A. time, to see if they get any signals from the landing. At this point, I'm in my car driving to work. Watching this on my iPhone. Not, okay.
2: safely. <laughs> Not at all. I know you tweeted. Not only were you watching, you managed to tweet out about the little filly. Landing.
0: <laughs> I, I was feeling adventurous, Julie, feeling very adventurous. Anyway, amazingly, it landed. Had kind of a rough
2: landing, right? Yes, did it didn't really stick its landing, but that but you can understand that. 10 years waiting to land on a comet, you yeah. might sort of overplay your hand. Yeah. I mean that's that's you've been thinking about it, so there was some bouncing that went on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess it bounced twice mm-hmm. and then kind of
0: stayed landed the third time. Yeah. But what they discovered yesterday, Friday, is that not only did it kind of land upside down, so its legs are in the air, it landed in the shadow. So it won't be able to get the solar energy it needs to power little Philly. So that's a problem.
2: I so- know. It really was very dramatic, the decision-making that has to go on now. Like, do you try to fix fix her? I think it's a female. Um, uh, <laughs> female Philly. Yes, I think it's a female filly, Liz. Cause, uh, um or or do you let let her go on and try to do some of the experiments that yeah. she was uh, doing? Yeah. You know, my husband's the geologist. We were looking at the fantastic photographs being sent, and he thought that the comet, the uh, topography of the comet, looks a lot like Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> That's his scientific judgment. Don't yes, it. he said. Doesn't it look like Colorado? And it does. It lo- I mean, I think so. Uh-huh. So there was. We did question. You know, is this the veracity re- of this? What you yeah, thought this is stunt? Well, you know, it's just so uh, mind-boggling to think about it, Liz, but um, I don't believe it's a a stunt, but it is fantastic. The clarity of the pictures and just to to really look at a comet, the surface of a comet. How great is that? It's so
0: great. And so yesterday, you're right, they had to decide what they should use their limited energy on. So they did two things. They drilled into the comet's rocky soil because they just wanted to get some science back about what is this thing made of. You know, when they started to send it 10 years ago, they just thought it was made of ice. They had no idea it was made of rock. And then, then they figured out it was made of rock. So anyway, so they drilled into it yesterday, and then they also attempted to rotate it. And mm-hmm. But the rotating, will find out if it works, if all of a sudden it springs back to life, because now it appears to be out of juice and it's gone into idle mode, and we all know what that feels like. Idle right. mode, right?
2: I mean, it's a little like our mom, uh, Edna Dolan, uh, when with our home appliances that sometimes when the washer would go on the fritz, she just would let it rest yeah. for a while. Yeah, uh, and I think that's what they're doing with Philly. They're just letting it rest for a while, and perhaps it will like pull itself together and be able to. To uh, to do some more experiments. And uh, as mom was always hoping, just one more load of laundry,
0: right? Just get one more load out of that machine. Yeah. So I was thinking about these little landers and how much I love them. Do you know that Mars Curiosity? Okay. Mars Curiosity is still out there. Mars Curiosity landed on Mars August 5th, 2012. These things were supposed to last for 90 days. Curiosity still on the job. Still on the job. Opportunity, even older. Opportunity landed January of 2004, Julie. Remember that? Hmm. Really? It's been that long? 2004? 2004. I looked it up. 2004. Opportunity, still on the job. So it's amazing. Little spirit, not so much on the job. Right. Mm -hmm. I think spirit got stuck somewhere. But, you know, we have the Mars rovers still talking to us. We hope that Philly springs back to life. It's really I think it was just like an awesome week for science because it told you how spectacular the dreams are, how hard it is, that some things that you think are totally undoable are actually doable. And then there's heartbreak in something that you can't really fix. You just don't know what's going to happen out there in the real world.
2: But Liz, you're on your post. I like it that you're <laughs> on your listening and viewing posts. I am. I still follow Curiosity on Twitter. Of so course, you yeah.
0: do. Because, <laughs> you, you know, the last tweet I got from Curiosity was just November 10th, Julie. Because now Curiosity is talking to the Maven orbiter that's above Mars. So, like, it's quite a little, a lot of chatter going on there around Mars. But but out there at this comet, uh, we hope Philly springs to life. And it was certainly just a, an exciting, thrilling story to try to wrap your mind around. But meanwhile, our sister Sheila is joining us now. She's with us. As we said, she set up the big, big tease last night. She was out somewhere in Pasadena and spotted, she said, like a grand dame of stage and screen. So here she is, Sheila Dolan, to solve the mystery of what happened to her last night.
1: You know, I had a big week. I always have a big week at school. And on Friday night, girls, I have my, well, it's pretty much an every night routine now. This is what I do after school. So I do get tired. Sometimes I need a latte just to get home. So what I do is I drive over to Pete's Coffee down right here in uh, Pasadena. And I order one of the new lattes. I don't know if you're familiar with the new line of lattes at Pete's this fall. No. What do Julie, I mean, yeah, no. What well, I- we're talking cinnamon hazelnut.
2: Mmm, that's ta- delicious.
1: We're talking eggnog lattes. Ew. no. That's- I know. I, I have not. I have not tried that at all. But also, I mean, PSL, just JPL, pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I mean. That, that's a great latte. So what I do after school, most nights, and it, it is my night. By 4.30, it's nighttime. And <laughs> Sheila is sh- Mars is closing down. <laughs> so what I do is I get myself a latte, and then uh, my Pete's Coffee is attached to a Fresh and Easy. And I don't know if anyone's been to Fresh and Easy lately, but they have a whole new line of grab-and-go snacks.
2: Oh, nice. I don't are, know fresh and easy is. It's just a takeout food place she it's, loves. A,
1: it's a mini grocery store. I believe it started in England, Julie. So okay. you would like it. It's British. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it specializes in tiny, tiny meals to go, okay. which you, you know I love. So I've been getting sort of a snack cup to go along with my latte. So, for instance... Yesterday I had the sliced apples and cinnamon cream cheese combo. Ooh. And it's a little cup for two forty nine and it's just perfect to tide you over. Uh Tied for, you
2: for your next uh, snack. Right.
1: Well yeah. actually some days I go to fresh and easy for a snack and coffee and then I go back to fresh and easy and I buy about six snacks for dinner. <laughs> And I make a dinner of my snack cups, but I digress. Okay. So yesterday I did my snack, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I go to Target every day too. As, you know, as Liam says, sometimes I just do a drive-by. Sometimes I just walk through the store.
2: Okay.
1: Just, so, and that, that gets your batteries all juiced up again? It does. I get, I get fired up. But yesterday I actually went and bought one of Ruthie, my daughter's best friend's from New York, from childhood, is now living in Silver Lake, which is a few minutes from me. So I went and bought her a housekeeping uh, cleaning product gift, basket of goodies, Julie.
2: Oh, well, that was very thoughtful of you, Sheila.
1: Including a Swiffer, which all girls need, and things like that. So I did that. And then, you know, I was thinking about what Leon said a few weeks ago about me, uh, about the curbside voting. Mm-hmm. I really wish my life was curbside, that I never had to get out of my car on a Friday night. But the way I look at it is this. I'm going to make one loop around. I'm going to go to Pete's. I'm going to go to Target. And then hopefully I can get dinner to go and just head on home. Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I said yesterday, I am going to go to the Earth Cafe. Um, on my way home and buy my dinner. Now, the Earth Cafe is sort of a California, instit- Southern California institution. And what it is, Julie, it's a big, beautiful Spanish style, organic, you know, gluten-free, you know, all like bison raised on, you know, (laughs) on a private farm farm in Montana. I mean, it's just top-of-the-line organic coffees, teas, food, whatever you want to Mm -hmm. go. You can sit down. It's all indoor-outdoor seating. And, um, you know, I go to the Pasadena one from time to time. It's a little overpriced, whatever. I'm standing in line. So, I decided i 'm going to get the uh, what am i 'm going to get the vegetarian chili to go and um, this earth salad to go, but somehow, after spotting a major celebrity which i you know I, I will tell you about in just a second, I found myself not understanding what the man was saying to me in line. <laughs> And he somehow convinced me to buy another soup and salad combo for half price, so basically, I had two soup and salad combos. I bought two soup and salad combos for dinner <laughs> um, and I looked over and I saw a beautiful stately and I, I I say the word I called her a queen. I consider her a regal grand dame of stage and screen. And I just, I, I tried to, I, what you do, what I do when I see someone like that, I try to, I, I go inward. I say, okay, I'm just, I just, I don't want to make a scene. I'm just going to observe her and, and st- and watch her from afar. So I, I waited at the counter. I, I reordered another soup and salad combo. <laughs> I could hear her come up and give her order. And I look over and I am standing on a Friday night at five o'clock. Right next to Cicely Tyson. <gasps> oh, wow! That. And it was unbelievable to me, and I was just, I was just so tickled, and 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 I smiled at her. I smiled right at her, and she smiled at me, sort of, <laughs> not really. But I mean, it was a moment where I realized, and I looked around and and realized that no one in that earth cafe knew who she recognized her.
2: Hmm. Why is I that? Mean, because was it be, just people were too
1: young to know who Cicely Tyson young, is? Too busy, too, too self-obsessed, to, to California, to whoever, Julie, it's it just Cicely Tyson, Cicely sounder Tyson.
0: <laughs> I mean, yes.
1: And right. I, I, and so it just, it just went from there. I mean, we were both standing in line waiting for our food, and I was just sitting down just watching her, and she did what every, what every woman does when she's waiting for takeout, sat down and cleaned out her purse. Right? <laughs> I watched Cicely Tyson clean her purse, which I enjoyed. And she was, I mean, she's 88, and wow. she look a day over 50. Now, how do you know she's 88? Did you Google her as uh, as you were waiting for (laughs) your As you were
2: sitting there
0: staring at her?
1: Yes. I did a Google. I stared. And and then I realized, wow, I look years over 50 right now. And I am years (laughs) over 50. And I feel it. But Cicely Tyson, she's tiny. And this is the other thing. In my research, I realized Cicely Tyson and I are the exact same height.
2: Oh, okay. I
1: have three and a half. Mm. Now, that's something. (laughs) You have so so much in common, Sheila. Yes, you do. And then in my further research, I realized I think she's doing a trip to Bountiful in Los Angeles as we speak.
2: Oh.
1: Perhaps that's why, but who knows? She was there. I was there. And I felt um, a quiet peace and acceptance and I felt quite good about the fact that she knew that I knew who she was. That's yes. good. That's but important. You didn't disturb her dinner. I didn't for... disturb her cleaning her purse yeah. and yeah. I didn't run over to her and I also appreciate the fact that Cicely Tyson was equally as annoyed that the takeout took so long.
2: <laughs> Another thing you have in common with her.
1: Yeah. Yes. So I just Thank you, Sicily, for making my night. And I hope um, I hope you had a nice snack. And on the way out, I thought, well, maybe she's pl- in a play at the Pasadena Playhouse. So I did a little loop around, a little stalking, just a little quiet stalking in my car to see if I could see her going into the Pasadena Playhouse. But she must have had a car waiting outside for her.
3: Yeah. She must
1: have had a car to take her to the Amundsen. And there you go, Cecily Tyson out into the night. What a beautiful, talented, regal. Uh, I mean, just... The, the one and only Cicely Tyson. Well, I'm just looking at her on Google, Sheila.
0: I had no idea that Cicely Tyson was married to Miles Davis.
1: I I know. No, well, she she's wow. she she was a totally cool looking woman. She had on blue jeans, black sweater, flats, big purse. I mean, she she looked just like the, just like us, you know, <laughs> just like you, Sheila. Did she look like you? Yes. Not like me on a Friday night, but if I had a team working with me, I could look like that on a Friday night. I could look that cool and graceful is really what I'm saying. Um, uh, that was a sighting.
0: That's, that's a good sighting. That's way better like that? than someone from, you know, uh, 90210.
2: Really, I, it's inspiring, Sheila. And so now I'm, like, totally embarrassed and ashamed of what I'm going to tell you about what I'm doing here in Dallas, which is, I, you know, we don't really have any movie stars here. You know that. It's Dallas. I mean, the, the Wilson brothers are from Dallas, but they don't live here. So You're right. uh, there's, there's nobody here. So, um, but, um, I, I go to a sports club and I parked in the parking lot next to a car very similar to mine, same, same make, different, different color. But I, I was, I, I saw the license plate and it said it had the letters SR. Um, then a space, then MS space, and then AM. So sort of senior Mrs. America. You're following me. And then on the side,
0: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> well, okay. how did you, how did you get that out of those letters? Sheila, was, she lives I in don't Texas, know what Sheila? Else.
2: Texas. It's the land of beauty Queens. Gosh. I, I don't know what else it would be. And okay. The other- okay. I
1: got you now. Okay.
2: You said, write it down on a piece of paper. Yeah. So SR. MS AM.
1: Okay? okay. But, but okay.
2: there was the space right. in between. And then on the driver's door, there was a special plaque that said, Mrs. Senior America. So.
1: Oh, so, okay. All right. Okay. So, you okay. See, so, she, so that, that helped
0: you solve the puzzle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that unlocked the clues, Julie. That, that <laughs> yes, it did, Sheila. Yes,
2: it did. So Co- no, I'm just, code
1: breaker. I, code breaker. Okay.
2: <laughs> so, so now I'm like, hmm. I wonder who that is, or I don't know which, you know, who would that be? I wonder which woman is Mrs. Senior America. And I thought, well, maybe it would be very obvious, you know, like in the exercise room, who Mrs. Senior America was. But I I really cannot identify that person because everyone in Texas wears a lot of makeup when they exercise. (laughs) So that (laughs) is not...
0: (laughs) So they could all be Mrs. Senior America.
2: Yes, they could, Liz. Uh Yes, they could. It is not a good... that That is not a close. So, but so again, because... I don't know. I have I have a little life, Sheila. Not a big important life like yours. I I of (laughs) course Googled Mrs. Senior America. The pageant Good, good. good. To find out like what was going on with this. This is a beauty pageant. It's a national pageant. You can Google Mrs. Senior America. They have state pageants. You know, all fifty states. and so I figured this winner, she's, she's from Texas. So this year's winner, the 2014 Mrs. Senior America, is not from Texas. So I had to do some additional research, Sheila. I had to go. Well, you must have been
1: late to Zumba, Julie.
2: <laughs> I had to go deep into the archives.
1: I love it, Julie. This is how you do it. Good. <laughs>
2: is, this, is this how you stalk? To find yes. Out, to find out, well, there, somebody in the last maybe five, could it be ten years? I don't know. How long would you leave a plaque on your I'm not sure. Um, but has from Texas has probably won this award. So there was a 2011 winner from Texas and her name is Carolyn Miller-Boys. I, I can't even remember <laughs> who her name is. So now I know who the winner is and I can see her winning picture you can go on to uh the mrs senior uh, America america and you can it's it's a contest where there is an inner beauty section to it um there is an evening gown section to it but there's also a talent section to it you have really? to really you have to be at least 60 sheila
1: so oh couple, i'm couple,
2: almost i'm almost
1: there <laughs>
2: you got a couple years to go into training you could do this but uh mrs senior america from texas she had a little dance number where she was doing a full on split in her dance uh, routine. Oh my God, Julie. Are you kidding?
1: No. She's leading the Zumba class right now.
2: I know. Well, so I still have not figured out who this woman is, but I am hot on her case. So you see, I have a very little life here. You were having, you're being inspired by Cicely Tyson, the great Cicely Tyson.
1: No, just the image of a senior doing a split isn't too much for me to handle right now. Um, So you you want my advice on how to properly take the next steps? Well, sure, Sheila, if you have some tips. (laughs) Well, you, you, I mean, you have to get to that health club as much as you can and just search every room. You just walk into the, you just open shower doors and see if she's in there. (laughs) I mean, you, you just have to be proactive in that jewel.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. I will. You
1: could could wait outside and and wait. Right. I could,
2: but that's, that seems, I really don't, I have a small life, but that that is too much for my life. I don't have. A small life. I, I,
0: Julie, I, you do not have a small life, but I would also say that like how small does your life have to be if you still have the placard on your car three or four years
2: later, you know, that seems stretching it, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. She's obviously very proud of, uh, of the pageant. Maybe she's in, involved in the. Uh, okay. I,
1: I bet I'm going to get more yes answers to this question. I can become grouchy if I'm around people or activities too long. Oh, yes. that's a yes. yes. Big
2: that yes. Is, yes, that's yes, absolutely.
1: Okay. Um, and let's just take one more uh, checklist. Um, uh, Julie, this is you. I form lasting relationships. Oh, well, yes, yes, I, I think I have some lasting relationships, yes. Okay, I do not, so I guess I'm an extrovert. Okay, so, all right, let's go over, let's go over to some coping strategies. Now, I just think it's interesting, um, there are lots of, I went to a little website uh just a woman who's an introvert started her own blog and she came up with a list of coping strategies for introverts. Okay. So here, let's see if we can, um, get behind these, uh, take short rests before you are tired.
2: <laughs> well, don't you do that, Sheila?
1: You'd like to do that. Short rests. and. Uh, well, when I, when I hear this list, what I'm thinking is introverts probably don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> if they can sh- take short rests before they're tired that that means that they're home they're home pretty much 24 yes. 7 okay yeah because wouldn't you just be sleeping before you get tired
0: <laughs> like that's what the nighttime is for and then the morning you're right you get up and you go to work
1: how about this liz i know you can't do this right in timeouts on your daily calendar
0: Oh yeah. No, that's what I'm supposed to do. If I'm an introvert. Yes. Yeah. Well, that is not within my control. My daily calendar, it just fills up, but yeah, I I can see why that would, it would be nice though. Wouldn't it? Like, like taking more rests would be nice. I know. How
1: about number three for coping strategies for recharging yourself, include nature every day, sit in the yard or go for a walk, look at trees or set a soothing outdoor picture on your table. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I think these are all good ideas. I'm not sure you have to be an introvert to enjoy resting and nature and maybe they need it more. I don't know.
1: Okay. I don't know. I agree. I want to be an introvert because I want to do all of these things. Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk about socializing. Cause I know Julie, even though you say you have a small life, you get invited to things. Come on. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. And Liz, you, you go to more things than anybody on the planet. Okay. So, and I go to know things, but the reason <laughs> I, I don't go to know things is I do the number one thing on the introvert checklist for socializing. And it is. Choose which events you want to attend. (laughs) It's okay to decline invitations.
2: So that's your strategy to just decline the invitations
1: you get, Sheila? I do. I do a lot. I pretty much, well, I don't get a lot of invites, but Mm -hmm. what I do get invited to, I decline.
0: (laughs) I, I would say I also decline a lot like things that I used to say yes to like 10 years ago and then torture myself about going to and then sometimes I'm a go and sometimes not but you always felt bad about it now I just instantly decline that stuff.
1: I just, okay, how, how about this one? Stay on the sidelines and observe before you enter festive occasions. Okay, <laughs> I
0: I I hate people who do that. <laughs>
1: Oh,
2: judgy Liz, because I feel like
0: I'm being judged in that scenario, Julie, like, you know, just the people who are watch, I I understand that some people have a hard time in big, loud social engagements, but, you know, when they're just kind of standing and watching, I'm not, you know, like, I don't like being watched and observed by the people.
1: All right. How about this? A strategy, two more strategies on when to leave a party, decide when you will arrive and leave. You can always stay longer if you feel peppy enough. (laughs) So I I like that. It gives you a little, if you know, that law, if that pep comes at the end of the party, you can stay for five more minutes and enjoy your peppy time.
0: (laughs) I I would say (laughs) I am a huge fan of leaving early. I I just I like to
1: get
2: really? in, arrive early, leave early. That's my policy. Me too, Julie? Me too. Yeah, you want to leave on a high note. Yes, I, I I don't I don't you know I never want to feel like I've overstayed my welcome. I don't want to keep you know keep the host up. Uh, so yes, but I like to get there. When it is, you know, I mean, you know, I have to, I have to really discipline myself not to go too early to a party, which I like to do, show up (laughs) 15 minutes before the party starts. That would be ideal for me. But, but I I do think I like to go early and leave early. Yes. I'm with Liz on that.
1: And the final sign that, you know, you're an introvert in a social situation is if you have to wear an interesting piece of jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, As a conversation starter. Oh now that's what you... I do not want to take a dig at Monica, but I notice that every time we go to a party, she has a very big, you know, new piece of jewelry um around her neck. Have you ever noticed that? It and maybe maybe sister Monica is an introvert. No. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we
0: should you should ask her about that.
1: That's I- she might pass some of these tests and I, I can give her a lot of coping strategies now that I have the websites uh, for this movement. But it's just a, a a movement that you're going to be hearing more about the introvert movement, how we need to understand them.
0: Who who says it's a movement?
1: (laughs) Well, the major trends that are
2: out there, you know, in the world, um, and these were developed by, of course, some trend spotting uh, company, but here's the first trend, and I I just want to see if you think this rings true or whether, no, this is totally off base. The first one is that we are now, all of us are in youth mode, which means that The traditional sort of lifestyles or life scripts have totally broken down, that now you have kids that never leave home. You have grandparents that are getting tattoos and texting. You have, you know, experimentation in terms of your lifestyle or, you know, uh, is no longer only for people who are in their teens or early 20s. Now people are doing it at all ages. Do you think this is true, sisters, the youth
1: mode trend? Hmm. I, uh, yes, I definitely do. I, I feel upset sometimes when I go to Pete's and i see people my age doing things that are you know skate skateboarding for instance i mean come on get in your car right <laughs> get take the you, bus take the you, bus you, you earned a car just just buy a car all right <laughs> i drive a car even i drive a car things like that julie yes i agree with that mm-hmm. okay liz, liz
0: i yes i i agree that people aren't as wedded to permanent choices as they used to be. I'm not sure I think of it as a youth movement. I actually enjoy the age I am right now, just being able to say no to things or just being able to do whatever you want to do or just being able to, yeah, I mean, God knows I'm not going to go out and get a tattoo, but I don't necessarily associate that freedom with youth. I think some of that freedom comes from age, but there's definitely more freedom. So um, I would agree with that.
2: Okay, here's the second major trend that they've identified. K-Hole is the name of the company that came up with these trends. I didn't make that up. K-Hole? K-Hole. K-Desk. I didn't make that up either. Not
1: a K-Cup? Can we just call it K-Cup instead? (laughs) Because we know that, that term.
2: Okay. Okay. The second major trend is advanced consumers. Now listen up Sheila because now you are no longer defined by your geography or demographic uh, or your demography. But you are it's it's people that are atypical, that are experimental that use traditional consumer products in some new and un you know different way. So for example Sheila I think that you are an advanced consumer that the way you purchase products how you use them instead of even today as you said that you went to that
1: snack shop and instead of buying the one <laughs> snack <laughs> you made a dinner six <laughs> snacks okay yes i and i feel i can i'd like to speak up for that movement yeah. um, <laughs> whatever that movement is i'm good. Okay. I
2: also said that you are the best at ordering You know, if I if I go to a restaurant, I just defer to you because (laughs) thank you, Julie. You you are an advanced consumer about how to order and how to pair certain things together, how to shop. Yes, you that's you. Liz, what do you think? Advanced consumerism? Do you think that's a move? I see a lot of that. Okay. Okay. Third trend is that now there is no difference between Ma- the mainstream and countercultures that they have totally merged. You think
1: that's true? Well, I don't know what those words mean, really, but I think I, I think it's basically. I think we're all going towards. Uh, I don't know, snacking. I mean, <laughs> I think I think I think things are faster, smaller, and quicker. I mean, faster and smaller. That's it. I I, I don't know what else to say about that, Julie.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to define what would be today's counterculture. So, I guess we live in a very consumerist society, as we just established. So, counterculture would be an anti consumerist way of living.
1: And there are plenty of.
2: Introverts. Yeah, it would be
0: the. They would be introverts, (laughs)
1: exactly. (laughs) They they never leave the house. That's right.
0: There are plenty of people that are anti consumerism, or more and more people that are living off the grid or attempting to do some of that. So in that way, I think they're, eh, so is that part of the counterculture kind of mainstream? I guess it kind of is because you can describe it and say, oh yeah, I'm doing that. That's a trend that I'm doing, the off the grid trend. (laughs) So uh,
2: yeah, other mainstream things. Hmm.
1: Okay, (laughs) that's a tricky one.
0: Well, the thing is that
1: DIY has become mainstream.
2: Exactly. Right, that is right. one or preppers you know that the the whole you yes. don't have a television show on one of your yes. channels liz that focuses on sort of the fringe movement of people who yes. are pre- prepping for disasters or not vo- not disasters julie doomsday the name of the doomsday. show is the name of the show
0: on the national geographic channel is doomsday preppers okay. but there's also a series running right now on nat geo called live Free or die and this these are the off the grid people i was just talking okay. about so, but so they are kind of they're they're counterculture, but they're mainstream enough to be the stars of reality TV shows. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. So I think that proves what you're saying.
2: Yes, that's the point. And finally, the last trend, and the, uh, you know, is something that you probably can speak to, Liz, is creative leadership. That according to this company, that um, now it's the creative director that in some ways is overlapping with the, um, the CEO, that because you need the sort of the creative energy of the company, that that has become a more powerful position in the organization. Mm-hmm.
0: I would say that, well, I would say that's definitely true, that businesses need to have sort of a voice and a personality. And I think a lot of this is driven by interactive media because you're Companies and businesses are interacting in a, a lot more different ways with, with their consumers than they ever used to before. So you can't just kind of be the great and powerful Oz behind the curtain. You have to kind of figure out what is that dynamic between you and the people. So that does take some. You can't be an introvert and do that one. Wow.
1: <laughs> I, I, I have been overstimulated by this conversation. Uh-huh. I need a, I need a nap before I go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, I, I really, oh.
2: Well, she now slipping, <laughs> right? Sliding, slipping and sliding to, uh, to your section. Uh, this is what we're calling the domestic pod. And you wanted to bring us some news about cleaning products. Is well, that-
1: yes. I mean, speaking as a part-time introvert, I mean, I-, I often feel like if my refrigerator dispensed food, I would never leave the house because I love my apartment so much and I love keeping it clean and tidy. And neither one of you have seen my apartment have you no No, I I have I have actually
0: been there okay now what do you
1: it's a nice little place isn't it oh
0: I love it yes I know you call it your tree house I can see why because you're on the second floor you look there's some really nice pine trees outside right it's very and you're you've always been so tidy it's nice it's a nice spot
1: and the building just got painted a, a Mars, a subtle gray, Julie, which really mm-hmm. refines it a bit. And yes. um so I was thinking about some updates in my apartment, but the one thing that I'm I, I deal with on a daily basis is I live in a carpeted apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I I uh, basically I vacuum every day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so do? I vacuum. yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is
0: this just just falling. I know. I just can't. I can't imagine that. Besides hating the act of vacuuming, I can't stand the sound of vacuum cleaning. I know, I but d- I think I'm too much of an introvert to enjoy <laughs> vacuum
1: cleaning. I just it's such a small place. I mean, why not? Is what I always say. Why not? When you get home, I just keep the vacuum out twenty four seven and just go through. But I need I need my carpeted cleaned. Now this is not something the landlord does for free, obviously. And um, so I'm considering having a deep clean because the other thing I'm very aware of is I do not have any shoes in the house, Mm -hmm. but last a few weeks ago when they painted my apartment, I know that some men entered my apartment Mm -hmm. to take my air conditioner out. Mm -hmm. And I know that despite my signs on the door that said no shoes in the house, there might've been some shoes in the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and so this is what now, haunting you in your dreams? This, this keeps me up at night. So basically what I was thinking of, and I want to know, I'm shouting out to the Satellite Sister Universe, is has anyone ever actually rented one of those steam cleaners? Oh, don't that, do that,
2: Sheila. I have done that. Don't do that.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Let me just finish. that. they house at the grocery stores? <laughs> Have you seen them? They're in, they're they're gated. They're in a gated, gated community. It looks so handy.
2: Sheila, those are like biohazards. I mean, just think where those
1: machines have been.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're cleaning up crime scenes <laughs> okay what else they have cleaned up and
0: you know, oh, oh,
1: okay i didn't think about
2: that julie no you need to you need to like put out to your satellite sisters and to maybe some of the parents at your schools to see if they know a you know a certified and registered carpet cleaner to come but no do not go to do not touch those machines oh office
1: okay julie cuz it looks so handy dandy 24.99 Boom, it's done. And then you get to open the gate and just take it out. (laughs) Take it out for a spin. Okay, but I I agree. You're right. You're right, Julie. Mm -hmm. Just
2: think what else, where else that machine has been in Los Angeles. Okay,
1: Okay. thanks. Thank you for clearing that up.
2: Ooh, ooh. Hey, well, I would also like to, I'm sure Satellite Sisters can comment on their own experiences with those machines. Because as soon as you rent them, then liquid leaks out all over your carpet. Because, <laughs> you know, just a, a I know. I, 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 they, they don't work. You never have enough flu- cleaning <laughs> fluids. You have to go back. It's a disaster. Okay. These, all right on our Facebook page if you've rented one of those. I I would also like to put out to the Satellite Sisterhood that my daughter-in-law, Thanksgiving's coming up okay and yes we're going to do a a turkey and we're going to have some um you know cranberries etc but we want exciting sides this year we want that's uh, that's our theme for thanksgiving we are going to we're going to sort of blow the roof on the butternut squash (laughs) just we want exciting and different sides and i'd be so interested to know what other people are cooking with the exception of anything with a Brussels sprout or kale in it. But other than that, (laughs) just let us know, because I want to do some very different things. Okay. Well, it's clear that you're not asking either
0: Sheila or me for side dish suggestions, because we would not be your go-to sisters for that.
1: Julie, Fresh and Easy has a quinoa salad to go. You could get about 16 of those. (laughs) And put it put put it in a serving dish. That's Delish. some advanced,
2: advanced consumerism <laughs> right there. <laughs> well, I hear I
0: hear the word exciting, and I just think pretty much anything with with horseradish in it sounds like it could be exciting.
1: Ooh, that's okay. that's my only thought on that. I, I'm thinking a Tex-Mex theme. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> right? You're you're in Texas. Yes. something Something with avocado salsa corn. Uh, uh, something smoky, something yummy. Okay, mm-hmm. Sheila, that's good. <laughs> okay, get it. It doesn't know.
2: really go with turkey, but that's <laughs> I know.
1: Get well, you all rolling. Blow the roof off, Jewel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, as long as we're doing domestic questions and things that are stalling us a little bit, I do need some advice. Um, you know that I've just finished kind of redoing my living room, redecorating. Hi, oh, it's
1: gorgeous.
0: Thank you. Thank you. The redecoration includes a new coffee table and some new shelves against one wall. But now I'm stymied at the kind of shelfscaping part of the task or tablescaping. Like every time I try to put something on my coffee table, it doesn't look like enough or it looks like too much. Or And the same thing with the shelves. I just I keep putting things on the shelves and thinking... Well, that looks stupid. And then taking them off. And then, you know, it's, you know it's some people, their shelves are just the perfect combination of, like, books and objets and little pictures and little, you know, knickknacks and paddywhacks. I am totally failing
2: <laughs> at shelvescaping. Mom was Ooh. really good at this. Yes, really, yes. Must, yeah, yeah, right. So put about 47 things on the t- on the coffee table. I, yeah. I, th- I think that's part of it. I think I do not
0: like a lot of things. I'm an introvert that way. <laughs> 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 when it comes to... To shelf, shelfscaping over... <laughs> and tablescaping. I hate when coffee tables have so much stuff on it that you can't even put your coffee on it. You know, but so I'm. I know that I'm underpopulating my coffee table, uh, which is why it looks so lame. Anyway, I don't even know where to turn. And you don't want to go out and buy a bunch of, like, okay, I I guess I'll go buy a glass ball so I can put it
2: on my coffee table. You know
0: how people do that? You
1: have a lot of objets, Liz. Yes,
2: Liz. You have things that from all of your travels. Yes. That I, that spark joy. Remember, did we we talked about this on? Uh, Mo, did Monica talk about this on a podcast? Uh, yes, right. Only have the things in your house that spark joy. Just that's that's what you should do.
0: Well, that's what I've been trying to do with the shelves, but apparently there aren't enough of those things because I the, I put them all up there and it still just looks like it, there's a sort of random look to it. So I gotta, and I think partly the problem is. We live in an era where you just don't buy a lot of books <laughs> so, right. so so bookshelves that have no books on them at all are not necessarily good, but then once you if you just put a few books up there, that doesn't really make sense true, true it's like how much is to i don't know i'm I'm kind of stumped, so I know this should be the easy part, but the, the shelfscaping has actually turned out to be uh, more of a, um, a stumbling block than I thought. Mm. So, so now as I page through all the shelter magazines, I, that's what I'm really looking at now is like, okay, now that I got the shelves, what do people put on them that looks good? What is the right combination of little things and big things and clusters of things? And sometimes people have pictures that are just leaning, you know, whatever. I think I've made my I point.
2: Think she, I think Sheila can do that for
0: you. I, so. Well,
1: I think in the spirit of advanced consumerism, yeah, mm-hmm. we should have there should be a place, a catalog, a website you can go to, says, what theme do you want on your shelf? And boom, you order the whole thing. <laughs> like, you know, if you want 20th century, you know, you know, uh, Victorian, boom, all the books, all the knickknacks, paddywhacks. I mean, yeah. I, I I would be willing to uh, do that for a fee for you. <laughs> Spend... Lots of hours at home alone, <laughs> taking naps and searching catalogs, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and and being your shelf to go person. Okay, was... all right. I'll, uh,
0: <laughs> so all I need to do for to get you going is to decide on a theme, and you can take it from there. Yes, okay. yes,
1: definitely. All right. Shelves to go. Remember, I mean, come on.
0: My my theme was Santa Montecito. Right. I wanted coastal living but slightly beachy, but still like California modern, you know? So I'm all over
1: that. I'm already visualizing some shells and and books. (laughs) Just give her a
2: credit card.
1: (laughs) Just give me a credit card and I'll slap it down. I'll get it for you.
0: (laughs) Okay, but I don't want any conch shells. I know that, Liz.
1: I was only kidding about the shells.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh all right well I can get you started on that right away. I'll write I'll write the brief as they say in my business <laughs> and then I'll just I'll turn it over to you Sheila. Thank you. Liz, Sounds I, fun.
2: Liz I don't hope we don't we're not running out of time uh here so do you think we should uh Oh yeah, let's see. We, maybe we could uh, talk about um do you want to talk about the listeners?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, so okay, so there was a listener uh letter that we got from Cassandra So thank you for writing, Cassandra. And I thought you guys would be able to help me answer Cassandra's question. She is obviously a satellite sister because she's writing on behalf of her own BFF, who is coming to Los Angeles over Christmas with two teenagers on vacation. I think she just said they're here for three or four days. And she wanted our suggestions for what to do in Los Angeles. So Cassandra wrote, and Audrey is her BFF. So I don't know the, do you guys, Julie, you lived in Southern California for a while. Sheila, you live here. Uh, and she said, here's the thing she said, anything other than beach and shopping. Cause they have that covered. So oh, uh, I was yeah. just going to
1: mention I Beverly know. Hills and Malibu. <laughs> I, know. I mean, what are we, what else are you going to do here? I, That's all people do. Yeah.
2: I. I, but, I mean, you might go. You might go deep on the beach. You might like, rent bikes. You might go rollerblading for the you know total California experience. I mean, yeah. I think I'd add that because you probably are not going to be doing a lot of swimming in the water. It may because it's, the water is so cold. Right. But I, I mean. You know, I, I think again, it's the land of movie stars and you know, movie lots. To, going to Universal Studios is really fun. I know our kids really enjoyed that as teenagers. Um, that that was that was great to do. Um, they weren't, you know, we I had teenage boys, so they weren't so interested in you know, star maps and going going around that way. Uh, we like to go to the Grove. I know, Liz, that's you know, mm-hmm. one of the I love stuff. the Grove. That's one of the big outdoor shopping uh, areas, but it's also um, a lot more than that because you know it's sort of right because it's a
1: fake it's a fake world. Yeah. it's, it's a, you can pretend to live at the Grove while you're there. It, it's it's like a movie set. Yeah, to me it is. That's, well, that's in- why
2: you come to L.A., to see sort of the movie sets and, uh, you know, and to, to tour a studio. I think that, those are the things that you should, you know, that are really fun to do and different. I mean, mm. of course, The Happiest Place on Earth is here. Disneyland is here. If you've never done something like that, that that's always good, too. Yeah. I-,
1: I might recommend the Griffith Observatory.
0: That is a good one, Sheila. I didn't even think of that. Have, oh, because you're such a space maven, as we can tell from
1: earlier in the show. <laughs> you take your have you even been there, Sheila? Never, never. But um, in oh, the interest oh. of STEM and STEAM and high school boys, you know, that's that's they like that too. They like that geeky stuff. Mm-hmm. And they like girls. I mean, where else? I mean, just, I don't
0: know that these are
2: boys. She just
0: said that these, they're teenagers.
1: Oh, okay. All I'm right.
2: Boys. Remember, I have the teenage boys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I would hit up a few fresh and easy's. I would um, <laughs> go to the Hard Rock Cafe. You know, food, food, and more food. Tacos, yeah. burritos. Oh, in and out Burger.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. I said, you know, even, like, going to the movies on Sunset Boulevard is fun. So go go to the Arclight where there's the old Cinerama Dome. You know, it's just, like... It's fun to go to the movies in Los Angeles, too. I don't know why. It just seems more exciting than it is in other places. So I put that on my list. And you're right, Julie, about going deep on a beach thing. So, like, even just going to the little town of Hermosa Beach instead of going out to the Santa Monica Pier and checking it out. That's fun, too. But, like, if you go down to Hermosa Beach, have a few fish tacos, rent some bikes, get that beachy feel from the smaller towns. I think that is fun to do.
2: Yep, that sounds good.
1: That uh, sounds good. Okay, <laughs> or you, you, you could just stay inside and take some naps. <laughs> you you
2: know, we are, are going to hear from every <laughs> lovely introvert that ever listened to our show. I know, and they're all going to—they're ha- just going to hate us so much. Okay.
1: Nah,
2: okay. All right. Okay.
0: Well, we do have to move on. We wanted to close with uh, one big thing, and that is this week in Los Angeles, our cousin Anne. Is having a bone marrow transplant at UCLA. So, Annie, we're thinking about you. And your big brother, Joe, uh, who's obviously also our cousin, is the bone marrow donor. So, Joe, I'm not sure you listen as regularly as Anne and the rest of the girls do in that family, but um, that's an amazing thing to be able to do for a sibling, isn't it? Sisters, to think. Yes,
1: yes, it is, and we love you both, and we're thinking of you, and just sending you lots and lots and lots of love this weekend.
0: It's nice to have um, the whole Satellite Sisterhood sending good energy that way. All right, you guys. Uh, let's see. I know what I'm doing this week. I may be getting stranded in, at DFW tomorrow. Uh,
3: okay. But other than that,
0: I'll be away. And Julie, I know both you and Leon are all booked up all week, so
2: there will not be a Tuesday show? There is not a Tuesday show. We'll be back on Sunday with uh, we have some we, we're both doing things this week. So uh, we'll, we'll have some reports for on the next weekend's show. So um, so doing sure. some things.
0: Doing <laughs> some
2: things. <Yes. laughs>
0: just, just getting out of the house is good. Not that does <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stalking senior Mrs. America, getting out of the house, you know, everybody has a mission uh and so do we so uh don't forget you can always join our facebook group that's the satellite sisters on facebook you can post all of your own stuff thank
2: you is it bridget that posted the cranberry box right julie Oh, my gosh. I have been enjoying those photographs of uh, Bridges photographs from a cranberry bog. If you have never, you really want to join the Satellite Sisters group just to see these pictures. They're delightful. They really put you in the season, um, and they're just gorgeous. So be sure to check those out. Right. Another thing that is really great
0: for us, if you listen to the show from iTunes, if you can post a review of our show there, that really helps. The same thing at Stitcher. If you use the Stitcher app to download our podcast, give us a thumbs up. Up, write us a review. And other than that, um, have a great week. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.
3: You walk into the world you make. You lose yourself, but you you find your way. I'm going to watch you race. Time, sun, is Yours, to take. I'm gonna watch you, Ray. Ray, D.A., oh, oh, Ray, these rocks, they hold heat. Pools of water, cool your feet. As you walk, you believe every part of. As you walk, you believe every part of the dream.